podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. To a Celtic state of mind, I'm Paul John Dykes, and tonight I am absolutely delighted to be joined by Lawrence Conley and Brian Degning for the post-match reaction, the full-time reaction. Brian, yeah, resounding victory for Celtic. Uh, what's your big takeaways from that performance? Another excellent performance and result from Postecoglou's men. Yeah, another excellent performance, as you say. Um, there's still work to be done we know that uh, you saw a bit of a drop off still towards the end just in terms of fitness at the end of each half but that's to be expected under a I mean he's already said new conditional coaches and stuff in it's still very early in the season but I tell you what I've had to say to you know last year we're going to score 13 goals in three games concede two you know we saw things tonight we've not seen phases we've had a keeper that's made saves we've defended set pieces you know, we saw some brilliant attack and play um, even your Montgomery he was a bit rash in a tackle probably lucky to stay in the park but then has a brilliant run towards the end so so many positives to take for that game tonight and we're still so early in the season so I know there's a few people you know there was a few battles going on between Angie's system and does it work does it not work who do we sign who do we not but that's all at the window now Angie settled that conversation because anyone with two eyes can see what he's trying to do and it's going well and it's still a wee while away we're still going to take a few black eyes on occasion I think um, especially over the next couple of months but so much to be excited about and again the special shout out for the fans again just that atmosphere missed it so much brilliant yeah absolutely was uh, welcome Kevin Graham to the show uh, Kevin you have obviously watched that back second half performance I thought very composed we'll, we'll break down uh, the various areas of the park I think Brian has uh, touched on the style of play the, the footballing philosophy the shape that Ange is implementing I'm not going to say trying to implement because he's implementing it and you can quite clearly see the results Kevin if you're looking at that tonight versus what we were served last season pre and post 
Neil Lennon, for you, what is the big difference? What big changes has Ange Postacoglu made? Uh, and I don't mean new personnel. Uh, we move the ball far quicker. Uh, the players are playing with confidence. They're playing with a, a purpose. Um, I mean, you, you talked about there is new players there, uh, but I was sitting wondering during that second half, how good will we be when Ange actually signs players who can play his system, his style better than the ones that we've already got? And th- this seems a funny thing to think about after tonight, but... We've completed Scottish football. We've won four trebles in a row. We've done. We've won leagues in that. We need to be aiming for Europe. We need to be aiming for sides better in Jablonek to come to Celtic Park and get doings like that. And that's going to need better players. And it, it, it just, it just tonight was brilliant. David Tumble was brilliant. Cal McGregor was brilliant. Everybody was brilliant. But I'm just actually thinking about we're going to get better. If we get if we get our absolute ship in order, we're going to get better. I'm glad you and said ship. Yes, yes. Well, well. Before I go on, I need to apologise to Colin Watt uh, because I go and everybody should be quite glad I didn't work in a beauty salon because I got a Japanese and a Brazilian mixed up at half time. Eh? <laughs> uh, so. Uh, see what was a Brazilian right back for Man City it's at, the, at the ground no the Japanese centre half eh? so uh, I'll apologise to Colin what his information was right I was uh, just I didn't play football manager I didn't pay attention to any sort of stuff eh? but it was fantastic great setting half uh, really pleased for David Tumble really really pleased for David Tumble um, his two goals tonight and his performance on Sunday as well was really good but you just, you just want to sit here just now. I just want to like carry that buzz for a wee while that we're going to get better. Mm-hmm. We are going to get better. Well, see, on that point, right, and Jungle Lion comes in. Welcome to the show, Jungle Lion. The swagger is back. Uh, on that point, Kevin, Lawrence and I, after he eventually turned up, um, Lawrence and I were talking about the fact that Celtic as a board, and we've been very critical of them as a board, have allowed complacency in the past and in, in the recent past to creep in. So what you're looking at at the moment is you're looking at a situation where, yes, there is a buzz around Axon, there's a buzz around the place, to, to quote the maestro. Um, however, we can't get too carried away with that. We can't look no, across no, no. the city and say, right, they've lost three games. We've won three games. That means it's flipped. Let's not let complacency creep in. We still, as you say, we need to get the bodies in that are that are required um, because I think the prospect, Lawrence Conley, of getting two or three more additions um, of a higher quality, uh, it, it, the prospect's actually quite frightening once uh, Angeball really kicks into effect, Lawrence. No, definitely. Listen, this team's still getting to know each other. But when we're talking off, off air as well, we've got two fullbacks, 22 and 23. We've been taking a lot of stick from a Celtic support. And we've now got a manager who actually came out and said in the midweek, I'm really happy with these two, two fullbacks, the effort they're putting in, what they're doing, the progress they're making. It's nice to have a manager coming out and defending these players like that and maybe saying to the sport, look, you know, these guys are actually doing okay. I mean, Taylor's made one of Turnbull's goals. Ralston's putting another cracking shift. It's it's refreshing. And whether, you know, I think we need another right back because we've only got one. But 
is he, how's he going to get uh, you know Tony out of that position? It's it, it's great to see it. The thing is, though, Lauren, say we can't let the board see that and think that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Although we totally, I mean, we were talking kind of, but my worry is the board will look across the city and go, you know what? They might have to sell some players and do we really need to fund some more players here or can we just go with what we've got? That, that That's my kind of bigger worry rather than that. But I think Ange's maybe the manager that will call them out on it. That, that's why we're in this mess in the first place. Oh, totally. The, 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 I think Ange will call them out. Yeah, keeping keeping just one tiny bit ahead of the opposition in, in Scotland has has been one of the biggest issues, Kevin. The complacency setting in. Set your own standards. And I think we've said before in Axom, set the standards on a European level and a domestic football will look after itself. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Owen McGrandall's a regular contributor to Axom. Welcome back. You're watching on YouTube. Fantastic attacking play. Fans being well rewarded tonight for their loyalty. I must say, though, a few people have been tweeting me Kevin to say that uh, they didn't even get into the game due to validation issues on season tickets. Have you seen any of that on the socials? I have seen that eh? and look, I'm no surprised eh? the shambles that's the ticketing services at Celtic Park mean there was also a, a, a problem yesterday with the Home Cup ticket scheme where a lot of folks' direct debits didn't come off and they've been took off the scheme. Eh? So it's just another shambles. It's just There's a lot of things up in the background eh? that Celtic have been banging on about for months and months. The place needs gutted from top to bottom. And while it's great as winning, we kind of get complacent. Complacency's got us here. For a decade, we've rewarded failure at the highest level. Uh, Our highest level is Europe. Our highest level is the Champions League. We need to aim to get back there. And even though the night's brilliant and that, we need better players to get back there. And I'm so pleased for all the players tonight. I love all the players tonight. But... If we want to progress, there's some guys in that team that will only be... They're, they're here at the start of Ange Ball, but I'll be very surprised if they're there at the end of Ange Ball. Ange Ball. Brian, I'm going to come to you. Sean Keogh brings uh, up the fact that our midfield trio is quality, and I don't disagree with that. My only concern was that, that I felt Turnbull and, and Rogic probably tired a wee bit. Um, 65 minutes plus, they started tiring. And the issue with that... Uh, I mean, man of the match performance, couple of brilliant goals from Turnbull, but his distribution um, is affected once he starts tiring. Is that still a concern for you? Yes and no. As I say, I think, I mean, Ange touched on it himself. He says he needs new conditioning coaches and he needs, you know, a bit more. And it is reasonably early in the season. I actually think Rodrick still looked okay when he went off. He didn't look as bad as he normally does. Normally he's an absolute statue every time he's taken off. So I think there'll be improvement there. But again, look, seeing we've got two players of that quality, it's, it's hard to complain. Yeah, you want me to go the full distance. And I, I dare say they will over a bit more time. And once it's the right condition, they get used to... Because it is, they've not played that tempo for a long time. Maybe if ever for Thumble. You know, that's a high tempo, you know, game he's playing. They're, they're running all over the gaff. And most of the players, I would suggest in that midfield in the front three, the amount of running they do, even a regular footballer at match fitness would struggle with that. So guys who've had fitness issues in the past, I give a bit of leeway to you. It's not a huge concern at the moment, if I'm honest. I think the, the quality of their plays that are almost overrided my concerns for just now. But we'll see, obviously, if things improve as we go. Brian, as you're saying there, Ange is talking about conditioning and bringing in mere sports scientists. He's already saying this can be better. 
he's already saying this can actually yep. be better, exactly. and I and I want this to be better. So we've got to hope that he gets backed and and like makes it better. I mean, we, as Paul says, we need to aim for Europe. Europe is where we've got to aim for. I'm looking forward to the AZ game next week because it will show how far we need to go. It will show how far that we need to go to coming up against a quality Dutch side. So Ange needs to keep on banging this drum. We need to get better. We, we, we've seen a glimpse of what could be. Now we need to go full throttle and get it. He's not going to get it all this Monday. The next Monday could be slightly out as well. But by this point next year, hopefully... We're actually building something great. Absolutely. Now, one area that he will be looking to strengthen is uh, undoubtedly at the back, Kevin. We know that um, someone was at the game tonight from Man City. Um, Mick says, still a bit shaky at the back, but all good. And Stephen Sloan comes in, excellent game. But that defence are giving me a heart attack. Then we start looking at the goalkeeper scenario. Uh, Joe Hart, fantastic saves too. Fantastic saves. Uh, and Robert Walsh, Wallace also comes in to point them out. There was a wee heart in the mouth moment, but it didn't seem too concerned by it, Lawrence. No, listen, it's great to have a keeper making saves like that again. That's going to give confidence right throughout the squad. Defence is relatively new together. You know, they've got to learn to play as a unit, haven't they? Those five uh, staff out probably, I, I thought that was a penalty. I thought he'd given away a penalty. Tony Stokes early first half, he studs up to the boy's shin. Uh, so, sorry, Tony Ralston. It's just uh, when scoring goals gets me mixed up. Uh, but listen, that, that defence is going to grow together. I think Strachan said in the past, if he can get a uh, last 16 with McManus and Caldwell, is, is he centre half? Because they just followed his instructions. Mm-hmm. What's Anne's going to be able to do? With, you know, getting guys just to follow his instructions and do as they're told. No, you're right. And now, one thing I would point out is that I, f- I felt that Starfelt probably had his, his best game in a Celtic jersey so far, Brian. There were some moments where it really did require some proper defending and Starfelt um, was up to that. He might have given away a penalty. I thought that he did okay to get out of that one. But he, for me, is starting to look like the player we thought he was when he came in. Yeah, well, I, we spoke at the pre-match and I said that he hasn't really done... He's not had a standout game yet, but I think you're right, tonight was probably his best game. And I think you've seen the best and worst him because I think, we'll go with the negatives first, he, he looks like he gets drawn out quite a lot. He looks like he gets a rush of blood because a few times he was caught and he almost left his man to go and track the ball. Um, and obviously his tackling was a bit rash for that. However, his tackling for the majority of the game was actually really, really good, really strong. Um, he looks a, a bit of a specimen, he looks strong, looks fast, mm. looks composed, looks a good passer. So I think there's loads to come from him. But again, if you look at a new player coming in, he's a player that's coming in, as long as he doesn't really know anybody, and he's coming into the position that's been the most derided for a long time and the, the weakest. So, you know, it's going to take him a bit of time, but we, we, can, we can look at the defence and we can say, yeah, it's a bit shaky, but still two clean sheets. You know, and I'll be honest, even if Shablin um, uh, <coughs> had taken their chances if they had taken another chance he'd have still have them so yeah you want a bit, a bit tighter but the difference is any of these mistakes would have been punished we defended every set piece pretty comfortably for me tonight um, yeah there was a couple of gaps but the, the people get defenders get back Joe Hart made a couple of big saves shaky but steady for the moment and it's only going to get better as, as Kev said at the start so uh, 
I'd be finding it hard to be critical tonight, if I'm honest. You could you could see they were starting to get an understanding. There was one uh, Starfield went up with their, their centre. Starfield wins the head and cushions back to Welsh, who's about 10 yards away, and you're going, you know what? Those two are starting to get their distances right. One's when it dropped into the sweep, one's went up, up won the head and dropped it back to the other centre-half. So I think it's just time playing together. It'll get them more used to each other and where they need to be in the park, won't it? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I am going to be pulling from the comments. We are being watched live by over 1,600 on such destinations and platforms, Kevin, as one of your favourites, Twitch, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. So uh, we really are pushing the boat out. Gary, welcome to the show. Gary's a big Celtic man, travels to the games from London and um, he pipes in to say great performance, fantastic noise and a huddle as well. Hail, hail, we are back. Gary came up as a young Celtic man in his teenage years, went to the front door of Celtic and who welcomed him? I'm in, but Jockstein. Jockstein welcomed him into the stadium, gave him a wee tour of the stadium, and he has never stopped coming back since. Unbelievable. Uh, so it was great. Hopefully you were at that game, and if so, Gary, you're doing well and you enjoyed it. Um, now, when we're looking at uh, Tommy Rogic, I wasn't being um, critical of him, Kevin, because I'll tell you what, when he was in the mood for that first 50, 60 minutes, what a player he can be. It's majestic to watch. He's like a ballet dancer and just... He can do things with a ball that other people can't. And it's... It's a shame that we only seem to get 50, 60 minutes uh, out of him. And there was a start at the weekend. That was his first goal at Celtic Park in a competitive game in three seasons. And that is that that is an amazing start when you, when you actually think about it. You know what he can do. When he's in the mood on nights like this, you know what he can do. I just hope we can keep keep him fit this season. It looks like he's wanting to put a shift in as well. Eh? It looks like he knows that he's got to press, that he's got to keep on moving. Um, when you've got Turnbull and him who can feed um, Furahashi, and we need to learn to start playing the balls quicker because the wee man's going to get on to them. It's, we didn't need to hang on to the ball for that extra split second. The wee man's going to get there, eh? Um, just just going back to the, the like just going back to the the point you were making about the defence. I think the way that we play football, our defence is never going to be as solid as a as a safe in a Las Vegas casino. We're going we're going to, we're going to give up chances, and I think that's something that we're just going to need to accept if we want this style of football. We are going to give up chances. I think Starfelt has settled well. I love the fact that he just puts his foot in and he'll boot the ball out. There's a there's a bit of if you go to the cliche, there's a bit of a no nonsense defender about him. He'll just boot it. He'll tackle. He, he's he's got a bit of uh, Tony Mowbray. That, that's what you're looking for, mate. He's got a bit of the Tony Mowbray about him. Oh, I was going to say Big Johan. Maybe, <laughs> maybe that's just the Swedish thing. Uh, I think that mind. is. I think that is uh... covering cover, cover my mind there, eh? but. We've got Tam there. Tam's an experienced player now, one of the experienced players in, in, in the team. And he's got to show that experience when called on. Uh, James McCarthy must be looking at that going, wow, I'm going to need to do well to get into that side. Uh, and when you look at that midfield three tonight, again, Callum McGregor was utterly fantastic. Uh, I can't believe that we were doubting him. Look, it's early days. We might still get a few safe faces yet. We might still... There is going to be a couple of dodgy performances on the way. There could be ones in the next couple of weeks. There could be one on Sunday. But we've got to trust 
where it looks like we're going, or where, where it's shown where, where we could be going in the last couple of games. We've got to trust that and just keep on believing that if you give hands the, the tools, we're going to be watching some spectacular. Now, just for the benefit of the tape, I wasn't actually comparing Tony Mowbray to Carl Starfield. Um, he reminds me of Big Mogger, the way he moves about that park. I've said it before, and I'll stick to that. Paddy uh, McEnroy Lawrence comes in to say Kyogo not getting supplied quickly enough. Went wide a bit too often. It's something we spoke about in the first half. Again, are we just getting used to a, a level of movement that for the last 18 months we're not really accustomed to? Well, we've not really had anyone leading the line and showing desire to lead the line and making those runs like they should. So we've, we've, the players will maybe get used to holding the ball a bit. Whereas, you know, Kevin said it, we need to get release the ball quicker. Kyogre is going to be looking for it quick all the time. And I tell you what, actually, when Eddie came on, there was one ball he chased. I thought, geez, when was the last time he ran like that and showed, showed that kind of desire? You're like, yeah. is, is this him getting a, a bit of pride or thinking, wait a minute, I might be the star striker in a. Kyogre comes on, scores a debut hat-trick and everybody's forgot about me. Who knows? Maybe it's what competition does for a place up front, but he, he looked interested. But yeah, I think moving the ball quicker will, will help us. Look at McGregor's pass for Turnbull. He, he, he plays that pass that quick to him that the defender doesn't have a chance to get to Turnbull. You know, he can take a touch and then put it in the bottom corner. It's... Yeah, it's going to benefit if we if we let the ball do the work, isn't it? Now, uh, Brian, let's talk about David Turnbull. Two goals uh, this evening. He can pull something out of the bag when required from distance. Sum up, um, you know, the, the fact that a couple of weeks ago people were criticising David Turnbull. Look what he's doing now. And I love that, to be honest. Um, I, I thought the criticism was harsh. Uh, I understood the criticism. I just, I still thought it was harsh because... I think maybe he was unsure of his role in a way. I think he seems to almost try to do what Cal McGregor does. He was sort of chasing down and trying to make the quick passes. But he's actually sitting that deeper role. And I wrongly quoted uh, John Hartson. I should have quoted Laura B. So Laura, apologies. But playing that quarterback role, I think really suits him. Um, and I, I realise he got his first goal for an overload before he shouts at me. But I think um, I think that really suits his play, just having that composure to pass and and, and link it up and he, he's got that he can just do things that other people can't even the way a few times he tried to be sort of lob passes and you know flicks with outside his boot and stuff like that and it's not it didn't quite come off at times but even then he's he's almost like one of those strikers he's almost like Kyogo he's very missed chances but it's not about the chances he misses it's the chances he takes and the passes he makes and I I, I I said when, when Ange first came I thought he was one of the players that I really was looking forward to seeing how he did and um, yeah, so so really pleased with him tonight. Really pleased for him. Two great goals. Um, but again, we shout out to Greg Taylor as well for his assist because he's another one like Ralston. <laughs> there you go, Kev. Um, he's another one like Ralston that gets, I think, unfairly slated. And um, to a man, very very good tonight. And another player I think that we need to uh, discuss again, Kevin, is Ryan Christie and the performances of Christie since Ange Postecoglou came in. Um, he didn't instantly uh, look like he was going to start. You know, if you look at the first couple of selections by Ange, he wasn't a, a first pick. He is at the moment undroppable in the Celtic side, isn't he? He completely is, and I'm going to bring up a comment, Paul. Again, you're hosting, and I'm jumping in here. But uh, William Pedden, he says two weeks ago the whole team was getting criticised, and that was true of Ryan Christie as well. Ryan Christie was getting criticised as well, and 
uh, my, my friend Stuart, who will be watching, messaged me during the game and he says, Ryan Christie doesn't look like a guy that's gone anywhere, eh? And I went, that's an interesting point. Nah, eh? That is an interesting... He doesn't look like a player who, to quote J.P. Mason, who also, we have to say, shouted for Fiesta this afternoon. And when we scored the first goal, what was played over the tannoy? Fiesta. So maybe somebody at Celtic Park does watch us after all. Um, so Christie... Christy doesn't look like that his head's at the door and his boots are ready to fall on it. It looks like his head is firmly in the door and he's given 100% at this precise moment in time. I suppose it all comes down to what Ryan Christie wants to do. I'm sure there is a contract on the table from Celtic. If he maybe doesn't get a decent enough offer from any of the clubs in England that he, that he expected to get, then he might sign that contract. But then again, he's within his right because we've allowed him, he's within his right to allow that contract to run down and leave in January. Hopefully not, but I think we've just got to appreciate him why he's here and let the situation sort out itself. The big thing for me, though, Kevin, is obviously as a fan base, uh, you can feel that something is happening here. You spoke about it earlier. You spoke about the fact that there might be blips in the road. We've already had a blip. And there might be a few more, but the board have to believe in Ange, the fan base have to believe in Ange. Imagine coming to your work in any any kind of style of work, um, in any workplace, and being unhappy for 18 months or a year, and then all of a sudden somebody comes in and reignites your passion for not only the 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 game, but for the club that you're playing for. And you actually maybe look at that situation and say, you, you know what, if I get an improved offer, I'll sign, because if that club down south want me and I have a good season, the move might still happen. Kevin, he obviously, you know, he's made no, or his dad's made no secret of the fact that he wants to go to English football. It's not as though they're running out of money. I mean, there's clubs down there spending crazy cash. The cash is there. They'll still, if he has a good season, come in and buy him, if indeed um, he stays at Celtic. Brian, uh, we've asked the question a few times. I mean, personally, I think we really need to do everything in our power to keep Brian Christie at the club. I mean, I thought, uh, young Montgomery came on and, and played particularly well when he did come on but it's still an area of the park that you lose Christie, that becomes an area of concern there on the left hand side Well it's getting to the point and in, in, it's a point I made about Eddie and I'll come back to him in a second but look at how close we're getting towards the end of the window do we have a replacement lined up ready to go if Christie leaves? That would be my concern, I, I don't think we do and what it would take for it to happen is Christie I would rather either goes just now or signs a contract because I feel like if he's going to leave, just let him go just now and try and get some in quickly because we can't, we don't want to be left short because we are quite short. Um, and the reason I brought up Eddie's, and I, I said it a couple of weeks ago, and I think J.P. Mason said it on uh, the show today as well. Eddie's not really committing to he wants to leave. I'm not, I'm still not convinced he's going to go. I think you know Brighton's supposed to come from, but he ain't no fancy Brighton. And what I thought was interesting tonight was he came on and I thought I agree with Lawrence. I thought he looked all right. But seeing they changed uh, and made the three subs, he sort of dropped him into a, a number ten role, almost behind Ayeti. It looked like and he was kind of dropping in Lincoln playing stuff, and he, he had maybe a bit, maybe that freedom of movement might encourage him. So if he does stay, I would rather he just went. I think it's his time to go, and I don't want the fans to turn on him. And I think we need the money to buy a couple of other players. But I think he's a guy that might stay on as well. It'll be interesting to see how that affects the squad or how it changes the system. Um, so it's worth watching over the next week or so because 
if they're going to go, they either need to go now or we need to get used to staying for the, for the next few months. The, the the final thing I'm going to bring up before we go, uh, and I've got, can I just say we've actually got over 2,000 live viewers, um, Celtic fans who are absolutely buzzing about uh, what we're watching at the moment. We're not the finished article. We're not getting on, you know, uh, we're not overreacting here. We are getting excited though. And you know what? I think we're entitled to be excited after the last few games. Um, Kyogo, my, my only concern, uh, Kevin, is the fact that he seemed to be targeted a wee bit tonight. Um, he took a few dull ones. I can see that happening in Scottish football as well. Will he get the protection? Uh, of, of course he won't, uh, but it's up to the club to call that out. The club need to call that out when we're winning, when we're losing, when we're drawing games. The club need to call out. I mean, I think Dundee on Sunday had at least two players that could have sent that could have been sent off exactly. against against Hearts. There was a few harsh challenges as well. We we are going to the only way some teams in Scotland are going to stop us playing football is by be foul means. Rough house tactics. And then the club need to call it out. The club need to call it out. The club need to say for the sake of Scottish football, if you want talented players to play in Scotland, then the referees have got to protect them. Mm. The referees have got to do their job by the letter of their law. I can see I can see Lawrence is desperate to come in there. I can see Lawrence is Listen, Kev, all we want to do is apply the rules the same as they apply it to every other club. It's, we're not asking for any favour. See, like, protect our players. It's like you protect other teams' players or you apply the rules to other teams, just apply them the same way to us. That's all we're asking for. It's no any kind of special treatment. Give Kyle special treatment because he's a really talented player. But just apply the, the laws. You, you, you know, that, that's kind of what we're looking for, isn't it? It's just a bit of fairness. Absolutely. For the last 12 months or so, a Celtic state of mind um, has had to cover quite a few lows. I mean, coming on uh, directly after a defeat, any kind of defeat, but a heavy defeat in Europe or a heavy defeat against Rangers has not been easy. Tonight, we have enjoyed it. There's 2,000 plus Celtic fans on the stream enjoying it and getting involved in the comments. Thanks to everybody for getting involved in Twitter and YouTube, Facebook. Twitch, LinkedIn, various other places. We're all over the place and that's what it's all about. We will continue to cover every kick of the ball. All that's left for me to say is thank you, Kevin Graham, Brian Deadman and Lawrence Conley for joining us once again on A Celtic State of Mind. may apply guys got hair loss i know what you're thinking should i shave my head comb it over wear a hat just stop this is in 1970 keep your hair and your confidence because bosley america's number one hair restoration experts can give you your real hair back permanently check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to anyone that texts easy to 203203 
Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part? Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let Bosley show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text EASY to 203203. That's B-A-S-Y to 203203. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spencer. Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, direct-to-consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy, and we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Social Podcast Network. Sports 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 Social Podcast Network.